Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mary Kay 820. Now, I don't know if I want to ask this question, but I'm going to ask it. It's coming up in a moment. But first, we have a first birthday party to celebrate, everybody. It's fixed my life. FML, my life. My life. FML, Kenny, what do we do? Fixing lives. My life. You have a first birthday party coming up Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Be there. Sunday. 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 Yeah. How many people for the first birthday party? About 50. Way too many. Way too many. That's we a just a lot of people. She just my wife just kept inviting people. And then you go to their you go to their one year old's birthday party, and so they you go there, then you have to invite everyone and that friend uh, that friend group and my whole family's in town. Her whole family obviously lives here. It just ended up around fifty. A lot of people. A lot of people. That is a lot of folks to have to deal with on Sunday afternoon. I know it's gonna be a very busy weekend. But what did you say about first birthday parties? Which is why, well, we gotta talk about this tomorrow. I just, I have a hard time. This is kind of like taking your one-year-old to Disneyland or Disney World. I, I have a hard time. I, I spend a lot of time with my daughter. I love my daughter to death dearly. Everybody knows you love your daughter. Everybody loves their kids. Let's I go. still Couch feel like I got to say it. Let's go. Still don't feel couch. like I got to say it. If I don't say Stop it, you'll question couching. it out there. Let's I go. Assume, unless you say you don't love your kids, I assume you love your kids. There are some bad dads out there. I don't know that the Even, assumption but is the given. But the bad really. dads say they love their kids. I feel like it's important. I say I spend a, a considerable amount of time with all my right. daughter. So In we fact, all know you love your dad. I watch my daughter during the day. More. He's afraid because he has family members coming into let's town. So they not, might be no, going, let's listen please. to Jonathan on the morning. Please. Let's go. Come on. My Stick him out did, there over not, the fence. Let's keep going. They do not listen to me on the radio. I just don't understand the first birthday party. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, it's not hard to understand. I don't know why we're doing it. Oh, we're putting so much stress on ourselves. We have 50 people. We're doing goodie bags. We're worried about the, the musical entertainment. What was the musical entertainment? Right now, it's, uh, we got her uncle, who's a professional. He's a professional musician. So does he's going like, to do, he's gonna, with, he's gonna do like a uh, guitar. And, he's very talented. Does his name like, rhyme you, with Fabi Lomance? No, no, it doesn't. Wait a minute. It's Benny Romance, damn it. It's Benny Romance. There's, well. Wait a minute. Hold on. Now you can talk, John. <laughs> Sorry. There was a debate. There is a... In he the, is an East Side entertainer. He no, there, in, there was a debate there. We should get one of the, the child entertainers that are very big in the community. Freddy Spaghetti, yeah. How do you entertain people for two hours in what is basically like a discovery zone for it, kids? It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a... Uh, it was so much effort, so much time. 
the party's from two to four, so it's like that mid-afternoon. What kind of snacks you have? Solid having? two hours. Well done. Will your daughter yeah, even be awake that. from no, two that's, to four? No, well, that's so yeah. So her nap it, it should time out pretty okay. But the problem is, it's like I I, I listen. She's not going to know the difference between today, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday. She has no idea. Mm. She has zero clue what's going on. And she's a, I mean, she's an active baby. She has smiles. But she has no idea what all, all the effort going into but this. Why, party, why are we putting so much effort the in The party this? is really for you. It's supposed to be. Now, you guys are putting a great deal of stress on yourself, so that part sucks. But it's really supposed to be for you in a celebration that you've made to it the first point, year with your baby. It's 90%. It's for the baby in the you've got to have the right memory capturing mm-hmm. of it because at some point she is going to look back at those photos and the videos and whatever and go oh that was my, uh, my i have a daughter that's like i remember my first birthday no you don't <laughs> you've seen photos of it so you think you, you remember do. how we can you don't remember the fights over the cakes and all of that stuff right my parents still why my dad my mom died my dad still has the vhs of my first birthday party so i've never seen any at of the this bowling stuff. alley no, it was at home. It was at the house. Oh, well, my first like twelve birthdays were at the oh, bo- yeah. at the bowling alley. So yes. I, I we had a, a bonding moment. And there. so this is eighty seven. So it's dated. So my dad's making a bunch of references. Like the one time he turns it on, he goes, "This is Gerardo Rivera," and everybody starts laughing. And that then is it not cuts dated. away. <laughs> I saw that guy on a Super Bowl it, commercial. It, I, I know, but I think it, at the time, <laughs> and everybody's roaring. And I'm going, "Was that? Was that the tomb? Was it? Was he doing that because of the tomb? When? When? When, when was the tomb? Like I was thinking about that." But anyway, like, yeah, I remember my cousin, because all my family's either younger or older, but the one time my cousin, I, I knock over the birthday cake, and he just keeps saying, upside down cake, and he's trying to make everybody laugh, and nobody's laughing. <laughs> That's the only things I do remember about the video. Obviously, I don't remember. Have but you, it, it was about my parents. It was a celebration of them. Jonathan, have you purchased the smash cake yet? Yeah, that's the other thing. We have two different cakes. We have a cake that everyone can eat that looks really nice, and then we also have the smash cake. Which is another thing yeah. I'm not really, I'm not, I, listen, I don't love the smash cake in general, though. I, I am, I'm a very clean eater. I don't like dirty. Okay. That's what, it's a problem with my baby is that uh, I want, I yeah. want her to not be messy as an eater, but obviously babies are messy eaters. I, I don't love that. I'm constantly like cleaning her face and making sure that her hands are clean and everything. That's just a, that's a, a me thing. I, you should watch me barbecue ribs sometime. I, I'm the guy with like 47 napkins because I have to constantly, really? after every single, every bite, I'm constantly cleaning everything. I, uh. Our son's birthday parties, first birthday parties, were not very crazy. You okay? So do you have photos? Do you have the VHS? You have it of your own? Do you have it of? Uh, I don't know if we have VHS. We have some pictures. You have pictures. Do they go back and look at them and say, "Wow, this was great," or are they just like, "Oh, there's number one, there's number two? Basically, yeah. That's kind of what I'm worried about. We're doing Small. so many things, so much effort into this. And listen, I'm sure my wife will have a great time. It's great. My family's coming in. Love to see them anytime I can. But it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. That is a lot. So are they staying with you? Are they staying in the house? Or what are they they're doing? renting an Airbnb. Okay, so at least they're not staying with My you. My sister's staying with me. Then everyone else is renting an Airbnb. I think the perfect first birthday party would be you have the first birthday party, everything's fine, and then you leave the kid with grandma and you just you go off somewhere for the evening. You go out. Because it should be for you guys. The first year's hell. For the first child, now by the second and third, you kind of get used to it. But the first child's hell. Thanks for acknowledging it. It's really tough. It, no, it is. It is. People don't talk enough in society about how tough it is the, the, the first year. One time, I was mowing the grass. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I was mowing the grass. Axel was just a pain. And I'm in the front yard. This is in West Park. A little post stamp house we were renting. And I'm mowing the grass, and I looked, and Liz, if Liz had a shotgun, she would have blown me away right there. <laughs> she is staring at me. And, I mean, the grass is high. And I don't like high grass anyway, whether I'm running or owing. I don't care. 
And she's staring at me, and I turn the mower off. I go, is there a problem? And Axel is just in this chair screaming while elbows bl- Elmo is blaring in the background. And she's got get your ass in the house because she just couldn't take it. Could not take it. And just staring at me, I go, well, I got to finish the yard. And she stood there and stared at me while I finished that front yard. And it became a very nuclear situation right then and there. I mean, it's tough. It, 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 tries your, it tries your relationship. So I think at the end of the first year, it's like, all right, you know, I'm starting to get a return on investment. She's smiling. She's laughing. She can interact with me a little bit. Then I think it's okay. Okay. That's good. I like the perspective of it. Kind of look at it like this is a, it's a win. I made it a year. That in and of itself is a win. I just yeah. I, I think about all the stress leading up to this. Uh, I'm trying to organize all sorts of different yeah. things. It's it's way too much. Because you all and you all never wanna, again, never again. I think one of the things of it is you remember a nice moment because then you you start to feel like you want to do it again and you have another one. Because that's how you forget. You forget all the bad things that happened. You said you remember all the good things. That's how we are in life. We got Mary Kay Cabot coming up at eight twenty. This was said yesterday on the morning show in Pittsburgh, ninety three seven The Fan where they have been kicking around the idea of Justin Fields. They have been kicking around the idea of Russell Wilson. They've been kicking around the idea of maybe drafting a quarterback. They're also kicking around this idea for a new quarterback. That's a guy that intrigues me, Doran. Like if he were to hit the free agent market, that price gets driven up and up and up. But I'd at least contact Baker Mayfield and just see what he's looking for. Because I think he would obviously be an upgrade over what the Steelers quarterback situation is right now. I think that if Baker Mayfield did get contacted by the Steelers and the Steelers were really interested, I think he'd be really interested in playing here just because of the fact that he would play the Cleveland Browns twice a year. And I think that that's how Baker Mayfield is wired. That chip on his shoulder that he's always had would be a huge Dorito chip on his shoulder <laughs> to go in there and play the Browns every single year. Like, if I were him, knowing how Baker Mayfield kind of operates, if he was getting paid the way that he needs to get paid, a team that may be okay and he has some weapons, but I get to play the Browns twice a year, a team that drafted me first overall and gave up on me, oh, my God, I'd be all over. So you- kind of sounds like Mahomes, that guy. Who was that? It's, is that Doran? I believe so. I don't get a chance don't to know. hear him enough. So I, I, yeah, I, I never listen to the Pittsburgh morning show because yeah, I'm busy. So I, I don't get a like chance Mahomes. to listen to him, so I, I wish I could tell you, but I have no idea. Um. It's Crowley and, and, and Doran Dickerson. I know we've had Doran on before, but I, I can't remember his voice off the top of my head. Mm. There's also what Crowley says about Baker Mayfield, and he says he got the boots put to him by the Browns to kiss because he's tough. The funny thing is, if the, if the Browns would have just stuck it out with him, they probably would have been in a better place than y'all you know, giving away all the picks they did for I Deshaun agree. Watson. Oh, no doubt. And, and and needing, you know, Joe Flacco to come out off the couch in order to finish the season for them. He got screwed in Cleveland because he was too tough. Like, he played yeah. through, through his injury. injury yeah. And so then the results weren't good, but how could they be? The guy's arm was busted up. His shoulder was busted up. You're on at night, I'm on in the morning. There are different groups of people who listen. I like my night people. Yes. I, like, I like your morning people, I too. loved them all, but yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. They're, they're, they'd listen at different times. They hear, they hear things. They don't hear things. They think things. They don't think things. I have got inundated over the last couple of years, now that we're on year three, going on year three with Deshaun Watson, uh, where there are a group of people that certainly want to teach the Browns a lesson. They, they believe they are Browns fans. They were absolutely rooting for Carolina to kick off the season last year. Mm-hmm. They wanted Baker Mayfield to teach us a lesson. Are we past the point where they would be willing to root for the sworn enemy to teach us a lesson? I think here's the difference, though. Although there are Browns fans, that I think that aren't over it. I think Baker's over it. That like that clip, the guy, the guy that sounded like Patrick. I don't know. Mahomes. He, had the, he had that comment uh, during the Super Bowl when he was on Radio Row about he's finally with a team that's that's wants to do what's right by him and wants to bring him along. Yeah, it takes a lot to change a man completely, but I think he's over. I think he's over the Browns portion of it all because he's having success. He's always going to be 
Hey, listen, he's always going to be the person that goes back and dunks and, and takes that opportunity, but yeah. not so much to leave a situation in Tampa Bay that is working out for him to try to spite the Browns. What if they just will, or they're willing that, to offer that more? That I don't believe. What if they're just willing to offer more? I Steelers think, have been I, a successful organization I think for there's a long a, time. I, part of the reason why he said that comment that you're referencing right there is that that's him giving Tampa Bay the acknowledgement that with Evans, with Godwin, and, and you heard – a lot of what he had to say around the Super Bowl was the idea that it was about the organization and it was about a, a place that he felt like all these guys had just played in the Super Bowl and so they they had this winning mentality to them. Steelers don't have that winning mentality right now. There's they haven't played in a Super Bowl in 14 years. They don't have a, they don't have players on that roster that have played in a Super Bowl. That's not right. that's not how that works. So I I, I think if you're going to say if you're going to go on on Super Bowl Radio Row and make those statements, you can't then go to the Steelers on a spite mission. Because Tampa Bay well, will make you a much better quarterback in the future they got the Godwin. way it did this last year. I want to see what they do with Mike Evans because I think he's going to be a free agent. It, Let's see it, what they do with the running the situation. The Steelers are a roll of the dice to me, though. They're, they're a roll of the dice for Baker. If you stay in Tampa Bay, maybe he makes one or two more Pro Bowls. But the question you know, it's, is, it's, much better it's not about whether or not personally. he go. It's not about whether or not he go. I don't think he will. How many? It's But it's not about that. How many people to teach the Browns a lesson? Like they consider themselves Browns fans. To yeah. teach us a lesson. Because I've moved on in my eyes. I go, hey, you know what? This is the decision we made, and we'll, we'll go over all the, yeah. the stuff after it happens, but we're still in the moment of this. To teach us a lesson would root for him openly It would be the well. ultimate you can't come back as a fan. If you make that move, you can't come back as a fan. The moment you do that, I don't care what kind of memorabilia you have. I don't care what kind of memories you have from the 80s. doesn't matter. The moment you decide that Baker Mayfield and the Steelers, you want to become, because you love Baker so much, you want to root for the Steelers, is the moment you're no longer a Browns fan. You can, you can lie and tell your family you've always been a Browns fan and you'll be one in the future, but it's just not true. You are no longer a Browns fan at that you point. You can't buy a jersey. You, you so buy you, a jersey. Again, same no, thing. Yeah, if you bought a jersey, that'd you're be just, it. You're just no longer a Browns fan. But if you, it, it's too close to home. Because it's one thing to wear a Baker Mayfield Carolina Panthers jersey. Or a Tampa Bay jersey. Like a guy in a know? leather vest does out there in uh, <laughs> North Homestead. Uh, it's uh, it, it's one thing to buy the yeah, Rams or the Oklahoma or the Tampa Bay. It's, are, you know, different conferences. I do think it matters in that respect. But the Steelers, it hits too close to home. That's, boy, I, I will tell you, there was they just did not want to believe me. And they come out of the woodwork. And they didn't want to believe me when I was saying, hey, I'm, I'm hoping Dan Campbell and the Lions do well because I like Dan Campbell and the Lions. They didn't want to believe me on that, and I think they want to rub my nose in it. I think they want to rub, rub Tone's nose in it, and I think they want to go after everybody else who said the guy couldn't play, and I think they, they consider themselves Browns fans, and I see those emails every day, every morning, every morning. Coming up next, Mary Kay Cabot. I want to ask her that question, whether or not she'd think it would be that way, and whether or not this was all in. Peterlin has a theory. I want to run it by Mary Kay coming up next, whether or not this was all in the works when Deshaun Watson talked to Cam Newton Bringing in Ken Dorsey. It's coming up next with Mary Kay Cabot on the fan. 216-474-0092. Joining us right now on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. She is the fabulous one. It's Mary Kay Cabot who joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. She's from the Cleveland Plain Dealer in Cleveland.com. Mary Kay, good morning to Hello, you. Hello, Mary Kay. Good morning, guys. How you doing? We are doing absolutely wonderful. Peterlin, share the theory you shared with me yeah. with Mary Kay Cabot. Okay, and, and you know, Mary Kay is very very well sourced, so she's probably just going to shoot it down. That's okay. I'm, I'm, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm very well prepared you for couch that. Couch everything. Just go right into it, brother. Eh, See if she says yes, yes or no. The, the couching is needed. All right, so I have a theory that Ken Dorsey got hired because of the Cam Newton-Deshaun Watson podcast. So what happened a week prior to the hiring is, uh, as you know, Cam Newton went on Deshaun Watson's podcast, and at some point, either before or after, Cam said, hey, 
Ken Dorsey's on the street. He's looking for a job. He helped me out in Carolina. He was my quarterback's coach there. We went to uh, the Super Bowl together. He won a league MVP. And Deshaun Watson, I believe, cares enough about Cam Newton's opinion that this carried over. And then he said, all right, I, I got to go tell the Browns this is the guy I need. And then he went and told the Browns it's the guy they need. And then uh, seven days later, they hire him. Well, that's a very, very interesting theory. And I do think the fact that uh, that Deshaun Watson has a, a comfort level with Ken didn't hurt matters at all. And I'm sure that he has talked to Cam Newton about him, but I wouldn't necessarily say that uh, because they went on the podcast together. Uh, I can't remember the time frame, but if I'm not mistaken, hadn't they already interviewed Ken by the time I don't the believe, podcast occurred? I don't believe that's, I don't uh -oh. believe that's right. That uh -oh. would poke a hole in it. That got would definitely poke a hole in it. Up, didn't you, I, got, I, I mean, that would definitely poke a hole in it. But I no, I, I I'll look it up. But I don't believe that's accurate. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that, uh, you know, that they they went out and hired Ken because of of the podcast. But I do think that everything is geared to Deshaun Watson this year. And if he has a comfort level with someone, uh, they are going to definitely go out and make sure that they. Uh, at least consider that person. Well, I got to tell you, if they did hire him because of a podcast, I mean, what the hell are we all doing here then? I mean, this is a pretty <laughs> unserious enterprise. Wouldn't it be Mary Kay? My goodness gracious. Well, it wouldn't be the pod. I mean, it's not because of the podcast. It's just Cam is, uh, yeah, 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 you've done a million podcasts well, I would before just love or to after. See He's like, hey, Ken Dorsey's the guy. He helped me out a ton. And Deshaun it, takes what a former league MVP it, says seriously and goes, oh, light bulb. You're right. Sounds very You're right. He Aaron, would help me out. Sounds very Aaron Rodgers in the Jets, Jonathan. Mm. That's that's where I come off on that. Mary Kay, I want to go back to the Super Bowl for just a moment, but I had to had to get that question to you. Kyle Shanahan just let go of Steve Wilkes. There are major media members in this country saying that Kyle Shanahan is using Steve Wilkes as a scapegoat. Do you believe the same thing? I think he could have waited a couple of days before he fired Steve. I, I really do. It looks like uh, Steve was just quickly the scapegoat for uh, you know, for the loss. And I think that it, it had the appearance of, you know, just reacting to what happened on the field. So I, you know, I probably would have waited a couple of days. It just seemed very reactionary. And um, so, yeah, I, I would have given it a little bit of breathing room there. It, it did. It did come off. I mean, very knee jerk. Uh, I, I know that he's a frustrated man. I had to ask you, I know that both these coaches have been here uh, coaching for this team in this city before, um, when you see what the 49ers did and what the Kansas City Chiefs did, the Chiefs, I think, are a different animal because it's Mahomes. But you see, like, the 49ers and how competitive they are. They're knocking at the door. How far off are the Cleveland Browns, in your estimation? Not that far off, or do we still got some work to do? Well, it really comes down to Deshaun Watson. And let me just say, I don't want to dismiss out of hand uh, Jonathan's theory because I will say that uh, – you know, there is a lot to be said for what Deshaun wants right now. There's just a lot to be said for that. Now, I certainly don't think, once again, that, you know, that he went to them and said, this is what I want, this is what I need, go do this. I don't think it was like that. But I just don't think it probably hurt if, if he, you know, had some great advice from Cam Newton that, hey, you know, if he's on their radar, you're going to like him type of thing. I mean, the, the answer could be somewhere in the middle. Um but as far as how far the Browns are away from doing what uh, Kansas City did, there's a couple things here. First of all, 
it comes down to Deshaun Watson. That's the whole reason they went out and got Deshaun Watson is to be able to compete with the Patrick Mahomes and the Josh Allens. So if he can come back from this shoulder injury and be the quarterback that the Browns believe that they got with their three first-round picks and their $230 million, then they have a good chance of at least getting deep into the playoffs. Can they get past the Patrick? Not sure about that yet. Um, that's the assignment for sure. But, um, you know, they're going to have to do everything that they possibly can. And Deshaun is going to have Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. To be that quarterback in order for them to, to accomplish and achieve their goals. I think they're, other than that, they're, they're close everywhere. I mean, we saw that they beat the top two seeds this year. So, you know, it's not like we're in 20. 20- 17 and 2018 saying, Hey, we think they can win the Super Bowl." No, I mean, this team is built to go the distance. And if Deshaun can bring the goods, they, they can make some noise this year. Okay. Let me ask you a question that I'm just thinking about for next year with Deshaun, you know, Ken Dorsey, when Josh Allen was there last year and the two of them were together, uh, Josh Allen had that shoulder injury. And so Josh Allen wasn't running as much. Now he ran a lot when they were close to the end zone. I think he had 15 rushing touchdowns last year, previous couple years before that he had like seven and six. In important moments, he still ran, but he wasn't the runner that he had been. And obviously, postseason's different. They let him do whatever they needed to do. Uh, I mean, Ken Dorsey was gone at that point, but um, they limited him. And and you could tell they made a concerted effort of making sure that he didn't hit that shoulder. Do you feel like they'll do the same thing with Deshaun, where they'll limit him in the run game and and kind of say, all right, we, we don't want you to get injured and so maybe on third and eight, you don't get to run the ball. Or do you feel like you got Deshaun to run, you better run? Well, I do think they're going to have to strike the balance between letting Deshaun be who he is and also trying to keep him healthy. Because, uh, you know, if you don't have him out there, your whole entire season changes. Now, I have, I'm on the record saying I think they should try to do everything that they can to re-sign Joe Flacco because then you know you can plug someone in and you can keep the train humming along. Um, but I do think they need to strike that balance between letting him make those off-schedule plays, letting him use his legs and play the game the way that he needs to, the same way that 
Patrick plays it, essentially. Um, and also making sure that in certain situations, he's smart about his body. And that's something that, you know, you've seen Josh Allen. I mean, he'll sacrifice his body for anything at any moment. He plays almost uh, in a reckless fashion at times. And you really don't want that out of Deshaun Watson. He's not big enough to sustain uh, all of those hits, all of those blows. So, yes, I think you need to dial him back to a degree or at least make sure he's being smart in certain situations. But you don't want to take away one of the best aspects of Deshaun, and that is his ability to make those plays on the run. It's February 15th, Mary Kay. Hopefully uh, you and, and your husband, I almost said his real name, you and your husband had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I'm just saying that to say that. It doesn't lead into anything here. I just, you know, I care <laughs> about you and your family, Mary Kay. Let me ask you, though, about as of February 15th, how do you think the offensive line will shake out with the Cleveland Browns at the tackle positions where it fixes with Jed Wills, Dewan Jones, and Jack Conklin? It's going to be interesting. I hope you and, and your Sig Uds, as my daughter. Everybody knows my wife's say. name. It's Liz. Yeah, Miss Liz. <laughs> Elizabeth. I hope, you, I hope you guys had wonderful. Va- we watched Romantic True Detective. That's really? <laughs> yeah, no, we're going out to dinner on, tomorrow night, actually. That's but, nice. yeah, That's that was a romantic evening, wasn't it? To watch, you know, scary, crazy, true detective. Did you do, so, like, the anyway. Idaho murder case? Like, what are we talking here? <laughs> um, we're, we, just, we just caught up to season, uh, episode five of the current season with Jodie Foster. So. Oh, that, you know what? I, I bailed after two episodes. Does it get better? This episode was really good. Okay. Yes. All right. It was it was really good. Certainly not as good as season one, which yeah. we recently just watched. That's the hard part. Everyone wants it to be as good as season one. It's never going to be as good as season one. Yeah, it probably won't be. I don't know. They're going to have a hard time topping that one. But anyways, so yes, episode five I thought was very, very good, and I'm enjoying watching Jodie Foster. But as, let's getting – I digress. Getting back to the tackle <laughs> – um, they do have, you know, sort of a, a good problem to have. We know they were down to their fourth and fifth tackle, so it behooves you to have more than two really good ones. And they have three really good ones, three starting caliber ones. But can you afford to pay them all? Well, right now you can because Dewan Jones is on his fourth-round rookie contract and makes peanuts to go out and play the way that he's playing. So if this is a year that you need to keep all three of those guys and kind of see how it goes, then I think you can afford to do it. Um, but you never know. It's also an opportunity to perhaps uh, see if you can, you know, maybe do something. I would think that uh, because the other two are young, that Jack would be the one that you would look at and say, hmm, maybe somebody else needs a really good all pro tackle and would be willing to give us something for that. So well, he could be never... he, he could be traded. No, I, I don't know that. Well, I, that well, is I, not... I know that's your opinion. I'm just saying it because I didn't honestly, Mary Kay, because of the injuries, I. It just, it honestly, it never crossed my mind. I was like, I ain't worth that. It just, the thought never crossed my mind. Well, those, uh, that caliber of tackle is very, Mm -hmm. very hard to come by. And, um, you know, I know at least one person who knows how darn good he is that works for another team now. So, I mean, you never know. There's, there's several people that work for other teams that know how good, if Jack can come back from, a serious knee injury, come back healthy, then he has plenty oh, of that, value. That fan base knows too. Uh, yeah, that's right. right. He's already played there before. Boy, this right. is and just that, making yeah, sense. That doesn't mean that that's going to happen. Again, that is not some kind of inside intel mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I ex- 
Yeah. I do think that uh, there, you know, there would be something to be, to be said for having three amazing tackles or three really, really good starting caliber offensive tackles. It certainly can't hurt. So, um, you know, and they can, as I mentioned before, they can afford to keep all three because Dwayne Jones isn't making anything right now. So, um, you know, we'll have to see how that one plays out. A lot of these roster decisions, we get a, a feel for it, a handle on it when we go to the combine. So we're in a little bit of that lull, that calm before the storm, before, um, you know, people go to the combine. All of the agents have meetings with all of the teams and you start to get a really good idea in many cases of who's staying, who's going, who's on the trading block. It's, it's really the biggest reason to, to actually to go to the combine, even more so than talking to prospects. Mary Kay, real quick. Uh, I get, a, I get inundated with emails and messages and the whatnot about Baker Mayfield and about when am I going to admit that we, the Browns were wrong, this, that, and the other. Over in Pittsburgh, you know, they're kicking around future quarterbacks. They brought up on their station Baker Mayfield. Do you think that there would be a sector of fans here in Cleveland who consider themselves Browns fans who might actually root for Baker Mayfield, even if he were in Pittsburgh, to teach us a lesson? That would be a tough one. Now, I will say, I mean, all of the uh, all of the Baker fans who are, you know, from Oklahoma who became Browns fans wouldn't have – any trouble whatsoever becoming Steelers fans because they were wed to Baker, not Cleveland. So uh, I can see a, a segment of, of the fan base absolutely being excited about that. But in terms of Browns fans, you certainly can't call yourself a Browns fan if you're going to root for Baker Mayfield as a Pittsburgh Steeler. So I'm going to say no on that. Okay. I just had to make sure. Uh, I, I didn't think it's always a loud minority. I think Mary Kay that start yelling yeah. about it, you know? No, it, it definitely is. I mean, he's got a very, very strong following. And I'll tell you, I, I was not um, disappointed to see him rebound and have a nice season. I, I was happy for him that he was able to go on. And ha- I never wanted to see him fail here or elsewhere. I mean, who would want that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm happy for him that he was able to kind of get his career back together because you hate to see young guys come through here and, and have their careers die. That It shouldn't be like that. Um, you know, I'm glad he's going to go on to have some success and he put himself back on the map. And if he ends up in Pittsburgh, so be it. Mary Kay Cabot, we thank you very much for the time. All the best. Thank you, Mary Kay. Sure, thank you, guys. Mary Kay Cabot on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. That's Mary Kay talking about Jack Conklin, something I didn't even... I didn't even consider, and I'm going to tell you why here in a second. You can now hear full clips of our local shows at 923thefan.com and on the Odyssey app. So now you have the option to listen to a specific chapter labeled by our producers or listen to an entire show. Download the Odyssey app now and take the time to listen to the most local sports talk in all of wonderful Northeast Ohio. P- Ohio, Peterlin in for tone. I didn't even consider it because I'm looking at it going, what, $15 plus million or whatever it is. I didn't think it was a tradable thing. I just yeah. didn't even consider it. The injury, I didn't even consider the injury it. history too. Because of the injury, yeah. I, I told you yesterday. I go, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like, okay, he tries to start the season. They come together on an injury settlement, and and that might be it. Now he's twenty nine. He'll be thirty. Uh, I think August is when he turns thirty. So like right during preseason slash training camp, he'd be turning thirty. Um, it's it. He has a lot of promise. He's he's been a great player, but he hasn't been healthy, and that's what I was kind of thinking with Jack Conklin. Nice guy, too. I get along with basically every offensive lineman out there with the exception of, like, one. Um, Do they ask you if you played? 
No. No. Do they assume that you played? Maybe. I don't know. I don't it, it didn't get it doesn't. Oh, you're get around the Browns. I, they might assume you're just like a former player at some point. No, God no. You're big enough though. I'm big. They're they're bigger. I said this. I, I know I they're, I know they're bigger, but you're big. In, in my life. They're bigger in a different way. In my yeah. In yeah. my well, yeah. I think they're they're built a little differently. Their frames are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, but you also kind of look like maybe maybe a lineman that he's too that cherubic. stopped playing though. You know too what I mean? Cherubic, cherubic. I am cherubic. Yeah. Uh, there was a time I lifted. No one wants to believe that, but there's pictures. You had gains. I did, man. Was that when you were in the cowboy hat? Uh, a little bit, and right then there? a little bit after. A little bit after the cowboy. It was hat. weird when I first started the show. You had a chalk bucket over there, and he. I would. I'm already callous is built up. I'd be yelling lightweight. Yeah, buddy. It was great. It was awesome. Uh, but no, I don't think they hadn't even thought of that. But I I would uh I, I see Jack Conklin and I just thought, well, there's no What would you want to return for Jack Conklin? I don't know. A six round pick. I don't know how healthy he just is. anything. I, I don't know. It might be right, worth not, it might be taking, worth just keeping him. You're taking the salary off my hands. Yeah, but well, so listen, I don't know that we've had enough guaranteed health in the offensive line that we can just be like one of the things I like about having three tackles for two positions is that if one of them gets injured, and it kind of feels like one of them is going to get injured at some point uh, leading up to the season, then we're good. Then we're fine. It answered the question. It's okay. Can I make Jack Conklin a swing tackle of some sort? I don't see why not. If he, say he is comes there back an and old he's, dog's he's new tricks thing with that? Though? Say he comes back and he's healthy. I'm like, okay, begrudgingly, I, do, I, I, think Jed, I think Jed Wills' future is up in the air. When you got a DD talking about it, Mary Kay addressed it last week. I think Wills his future like as a starter man. on this team. He feels is, like the odd man out. Yeah. yeah. Which I agree with, by the way. I do. Because Dewan Jones has had the right attitude. I know he looked crossed up in minicamp, as Daryl reports. A lot of people say the same thing. People went after Daryl, but it was right. And he's come in with the right attitude, and he's had the right attitude ever since. Like he makes the, He's another lesson to people who, who want to believe all the pre-draft stuff about certain guys, man. It's, it's ridiculous. So Dewan Jones looks like he has a bright future with this football team and in the NFL and looks like he's going to make a lot of money, hopefully, from this football team for a long time. Jed Wills, I think his future is in question. And I think that Jack Conklin, if he were healthy, I think Jed Wills' future would really be in question. Yeah. But I don't know how healthy Jack Conklin's going to be coming back. That's, that's the only thing I I Do you I just put him out in that. training camp and just kind of see how it goes? Well, no, I, I got to see if, you know, the physical stuff, the, what the doctors say. I, mean, I don't want to trade him for a song, but at this point, if he's going to cost you that much money, you, you kind of feel grateful if you got that. And depending on what they have in the depth chart, because before we would take any name, any name that was in the second and third team, and we would say, we would talk ourselves into it because it was Bill Callahan. Now, I, I'm not against Andy Dickerson because there has to be more than three good offensive line coaches in the NFL or we are going to be in a world of hurt as a league coming up here soon. So hopefully this guy has something for it. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and see if he does. So there's probably somebody they would like to develop in certain places. And maybe we see that guy. And maybe that's what leaves Jack Conklin and a nice relief of that salary out. I don't know. Maybe Bill Callahan will insist. Maybe Bill Callahan will say, that's it, and we don't need him anymore because of this, that, and the other in Tennessee. Sure. But Mary Kay, it was not a report. It was just a, an opinion of hers. 216-474-0092. Somehow, Nick said yesterday he wanted Deshaun Watson. He would take Deshaun Watson over Kyle Shanahan. It was it was actually, now we're ping-ponging back and forth because Lima joined the show <laughs> yesterday at 720 and made this vigorous defense of Kyle Shanahan. And... I could understand where people were disagreeing with him because I disagreed with him to a lot of ways. However, Nick had had something to say about the difference in Kyle Shanahan and Deshaun Watson, and apparently 
Is this true, Owen? He said he would rather take Deshaun Watson over Kyle Shanahan. I don't know. We should listen. All right, here we go. If you had to choose one or the other right now, what is the percentage of people taking Kevin Stefanski over Deshaun Watson in this town right now? In this town, I don't think that's a great indicator. You've got okay, spread it to the whole NFL. I think it changes when I you think start it's talking better, to. I think it's way NFL over fifty percent that would take Kevin Stefanski over Deshaun Watson. I don't know how we quantify that because I don't think a Twitter poll accurately captures this. Deshaun Watson has been a franchise quarterback in the NFL, and yeah, a four franchise years ago. It doesn't matter. He's been a franchise. Kyler Murray was a franchise quarterback two years ago, and now people want to trade him. That's perception. That's not reality. That is recency bias. If I say what what uh, what evidence is Kevin Stefanski, and now I'm, I'm getting, it sounds like I'm crapping all because over he's Kevin. been good with pretty much every quarterback he's ever coached, and he also has had some down years with quarterbacks that he's coached too, including have, Baker Mayfield in 2021. There were very obvious reasons for why those years were down. So I heard this uh, Shanahan thing. I did not hear yesterday at 5:20 when when Keith went after him for Kevin Stefanski. I heard the Shanahan thing, and I immediately wrote down. Would people take Kevin Stefanski over Deshaun Watson right now? And I think yeah. three to two or three to one, it would be Kevin Stefanski over Deshaun Watson right now. I don't know where the recency bias comes in. I, I, I right. don't understand that. That part I don't get. But I'm not going to fight Nick. He's not here to fight about it. I, mean, I kind of wanted a better explanation as to opinion. why. I mean, that, that's obviously him setting it up. But I, I kind of wanted to hear his actual reasoning. Is it just because he values quarterback more than a head coach? That's got to be what Usually it is. you would. Usually you That's would. That's got to be what it is. But well, I, that's his logic. I would value a lot of quarterbacks over head coach, but I wouldn't value any quarterback yeah. over head coach. Where's that line drawn, I guess? That's, yeah. that's got to be the, when, the question here. When, when Lima called in and said he'd take Shanahan number two, I vehemently disagreed with him. I think that there's a couple of quarterbacks that you would take and then you would bring in a different head coach and they would be they would be fine. I would take Andy Reid over Kyle Shanahan. And that's what became the big argument with, with all of us yesterday about it. But when it comes to Kevin Stefanski or Deshaun Watson... You could say it's recency bias all you want. I don't know how you can't trust Kevin Stefanski more right now. I think that was more with Kyler Murray, wasn't that? That was what you were trying to say there? I I don't understand it was that. It, it was tough. I, I think there's a couple things we need to know in this discussion, though. How do, how, do you, how do you value Shanahan, and then how do you value quarterbacks as a whole? If you think Shanahan isn't a top-five head coach, then that's entirely But what different. about Stefanski for this level? First, and, what Keith well, and, just and that's where I think it's different, because I don't value Stefanski as a top-five head coach. So I'm not looking at him as the same way as I am Shanahan. But do you, develop, do you, do you hold Deshaun it's, Watson as a top-five quarterback? It's not apples to apples either. It's not like if I got a top-ten quarterback, I got it's a top-ten head coach, and that's I'm just trading one for the other. Because we got to give – it's like a tie goes to the runner type thing, but it's a – we've got to have a draft value chart, right? Yeah, and the quarterback matters more. Well, let me ask – let me – Throw it out to everybody. 216-474-0092. Who would you pick right now to keep? Watson or Stefanski? With this organization, Watson or Stefanski? Can't keep both. I don't want to hear nothing about contracts, nothing. Watson or Stefanski? Who do you trust? Who do you want to keep? Ken Carmen Peterlin in for Tone on the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot take. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.